I'm Lee Foster. You're listening to Action, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of acting excellence. This episode is part one of a conversation I had with Tony Franklin. Tony is a national multi-award winning director who's caught the attention of brands like BMW, Perina, Evernote, Hormel, and many more. He's been shortlisted for two consecutive years at the One Screen Show for Best Short Documentary of the Year, premiered his passion work in film festivals across the country, won Best of Show at the Minneapolis Advertising Awards, and has been awarded two Addy Awards from the National American Advertising Federation. I hope you enjoy. So we met uh, through a guy named Steve Holm, who's, uh, what is he, a cinematographer? Yeah, I'd say he's a DP, cinematographer, director of photography. Yeah, and he's in uh, Minnesota. Are you where are you right now? Are you in Minnesota? Yep, yep. This um, this summer was kind of traveling around the country doing commercials for Prina Dog Chow that are just starting to air on TV now. So I think I was gone about thirty days off, you know, total, but maybe about forty days. But there was some time back home. So right now I'm just kind of getting off of all of those and kind of writing treatments and seeing what, what the next job is. Are you writing treatments for spec stuff? Do you do spec stuff or are you writing treatments for other stuff? I do spec stuff, but I, you know, I don't know if I really call them spec because, um, you know, earlier in my career I would do like a Puma commercial with the Puma logo. I would do that spec, but now I do more like mood pieces where I call them passion projects. Yeah. It's more just things that I, that I write and concept and sometimes I collaborate with other people that I want to do that. But, you know, I think my next one is going to be a short documentary that I'm going to be doing about a, a person in Minneapolis that, um, is, he's an artist, we'll say, but I can't really talk too much about it. So mm-hmm. I'm always, always doing at least one or two side projects, passion projects next to my commercial work. Like the project that we did together this summer was kind of in between commercials so it was you know we got open time and we got ideas and people want to make stuff you know it's you have no reason not to but yeah the way I, I don't know if way. I answered I'm sorry I don't know if I answered that correctly though because you know as far as doing treatments for spec or passion projects I do some treatments for those um, you know just so everybody knows kind of what what the the feel is or the tone or the vibe or the emotion that I'm looking for in those projects. And, you know, some of those those side passion projects are documentaries about real people. So those, you, you more or less sit down with a cinematographer and just kind of watch work that inspires you. It might just be, you know, what type of lenses they're using or camera movement or lighting, you know, or, or color treatment and in, in the finishing side. So, um, you know, even for the projects that we do that are real people we we go into it knowing what we're going to do we just might not have it storyboarded yeah so you referred to to that the i mean this is how we met we we i was going to shoot uh i was going to do just like a, a test shoot with steve holm this uh this dp who i've known for a number of years uh and he's a really good photographer and and uh and we were going to we were going to do a test shoot we've done we did, we had done a number of them and i loved what we came out with, we were always doing like crazy shit. And like one of my favorite photos is this, uh, he took a picture of me wearing a, a suit, holding a cup of coffee and a paper, and then had like an assistant throw a bunch of water at my face. So it, was, it came out with 
sweet photo. And, and like that photo has booked me so many jobs. And I was just like, Hey, let's like get together and like do some crazy shit. And I just love people like that. And I love working with people like that, especially if they have a lot of skill like Steve does. But, um, so yeah, so I was going to do a test shoot with him. And then I think he or Emily, the, his partner assistant, um, was like, Hey, there's this guy, Tony, who's a director and he's, he's in town and he like wants to, we're going to like turn this thing into like a little short film. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I had, I didn't know who you were at the time. And I remember Steve being like, you want to do this. Like, you don't want to miss this. And I was just like, all right, I'll trust you. And, uh, so then we yeah, shot. That was nice of him. Well, no, I mean, I think it was really honest. Um, and I'm glad that I took his advice and didn't miss it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we shot it, and it's up on your website, which is TonyFranklin.com. Is that right? Uh, close. TonyFranklinDirector.com. There's another Tony Franklin out there that's a, a professional bass player. So he beat me to it. But, uh, yeah, Tony, TonyFranklinDirector.com. Yeah. TonyFranklinDirector, okay. Yeah, so it's called Be Human. You can uh, check it out on there if you like speaking with the audience there. You've seen it, I'm sure, Tony. Yeah, you know, and what was cool about that was, you know, you did an awesome job. I hadn't met you before. And he basically, Steve and I have been talking about collaborating on a passion project so we could just see how we work together. And, you know, that leads into paid work, you know, and um, I'm always looking for new EPs to collaborate with. And then, you know, it shows me a lot when they have the same passion to, like, go out and make stuff on our own dime, you know, and just write the write the script and you know go out and rent the gear and you know pay out of our own pocket to just make stuff and so steve had you know contacted me just a couple days prior to that you know you're you're still photo shoot he's like hey you got this guy that's coming into town and you know he's a skateboarder model dude and does some does acting and you know i don't know if you got time do you want to come hang with us for the day and see what we can make and i was like yeah sure i didn't have anything going on but so I quickly just kind of started thinking about different things we could do. And we went out and shot, you know, the first day. And then, you know, we kind of looked at the footage and I said, well, you know, I think we can turn it into this. So we decided to to write some more script to it and some, some voiceover. And, you know, I sent Steve like a, a voiceover, what, what I thought, you know, was pretty good for, for the, the look and the tone of the piece. And, and he kind of, changed up a little bit, you know, edited some of the stuff. And then, uh, you know, we sent that to you and you actually recorded that back at, back at your home, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then the people who edited some of my uh, BMW commercials and my Academy sports commercials are always like, Hey, if you got anything, just, just let us know. We just want to work with your, your content and, you know, your creative. So I sent the, the work out to Chicago, you know, and they did all the finishing, all the post-production and finishing and color. And so now, now it's done and it's live. Yeah, man, that rocks. I, I really enjoyed that process. Uh, it's fun. I mean, that kind of stuff is just fun where you get together with people who want to be doing their thing, like their, their specific art or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and they just all get together and they collaborate and they just do something. And there's no like real reason besides just the doing of it. That Those are the most fun things when there's like, you kind of just have nothing to lose and you just do it because you want to do it. 
yeah, I think, you know, we all got something out of it. You know, Steve in the beginning just said, Hey, I have this, this Ronin, you know, which is a, a, a camera gimbal that allows you to kind of like walk with your camera, but it keeps it in slow, you know, keeps yeah. it smooth and fluid and stuff. So, you know, for Steve, he's like, I've got this and I've got, you know, know this guy that can act and skateboard. And then, you know, I, I was able to bring in some of my, one of the people I worked with before to help with the post-production. But the fun part about it is, you know, unlike most of my work, either documentary or, or my, you know, specs slash passion commercial work, you know, this one, we didn't have as much of an idea going into it because it was so quick. You know, I didn't really, I just got the call and, you know, two days later we're shooting, you know, but the, the cool thing was, is like, you know, just going into like the record store and just being like, Hey, you mind if we shoot in here for 20 minutes? Just mm-hmm. kind of the people that allowed us into their locations and, you know, my friend Grant let us use his loft, you know, for the, that wake up scene. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, just asking people if they mind if we shoot there. And most people are pretty cool with it as long as you're not bringing in a grip truck with, you know, 50 people like our mm-hmm. normal, normal commercial work, you know? So mm-hmm. that was just the fun part of it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's great just to kind of send out to, people that I'm networking with and just say, Hey, hope you're doing well. This is just something I made on the side, you know, and love your feedback. And it usually, you know, starts a conversation, which might lead into your next job. Right. Let's, let's jump around a little bit here. And I'm going to ask you, um, now that we're talking about this, how do you view networking or connecting with people or building relationships? What is, um, like, what is your, strategy if you have like a strategy or what's how do you practice that and 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 why do you do it like what sort of importance do you put on that in terms of uh your career well i mean i think it's you know being a director it's all about doing the work having good work and meeting the right people and you know building relationships with people but i think there's so many aspects to networking without being too pushy with it you know it has to be genuine and I think going back to making work that isn't your commercial work you know I send out this online kind of newsletter I've only done it like three or four times I think I'm about to do my fourth one and I'm I'm in my like third year of directing full-time and fifth year of directing uh altogether but I send out this every time I have like a really good commercial spot like BMW or you know Perina or you know, Academy Sports Director Cut that I've done or um, anytime I have like two or three good spots that I feel really solid with, I just send out, you know, a really quick, short email that goes through this thing called MailChimp. Yeah. And basically MailChimp, you know, it's like this thing that you build It's and you just keep it short and, and sweet and, you know, have the links to your website and have the links to your new work. And, you know, you send that out and usually it, you get you know, I send it out to like 1500 people. Um, and it gets viewed like 4,000 times, you know, just because people share it. So, you know, your name just gets put out there through that. But also just, you know, a couple of my short documentaries have been up for, um, best short doc of the year in New York at the One Screen Festival. And, you know, that means that I'm shortlisted with nine other companies, you know, that are around the country. So it gives me a, you know, an open door to email them and just say, Hey, congratulations. I'd love to meet you at the show. And so next thing you know, you're, you're talking to people that are at caviar, caviar content or, 
you know, it's, that's nine big companies. So within two years, you've got to meet 15 people, maybe have showed up total in those two years that you got to meet. But next time you're in LA, you can go meet them at their office and, you know, go to lunch or dinner with them. And, you know, so there's, there's that networking just by making work and getting your work out there, which is really kind of a soft push. And then there's networking where you just email to the people. So every time someone emails me, I just kind of save, you know, I save their email address. I put it in this Excel doc and, you know, then send that out with, with the MailChimp. But, you know, I don't really go around the agencies too much like I used to, I guess. Um, so, you know, you just try to meet people through the internet, you know? This is all incredibly interesting to me and I have so many questions that I've, my brain is completely shut down. But, um, I'm a pretty goal oriented person. I'm incredibly goal oriented actually. And, um, I've realized that over the past few years I've had, like I have, uh, a bunch of career goals that I, that I, um, and I work in one year increments pretty much. Um, so I'll, I'll pick at the very beginning of the year, uh, a number of career goals that I want to accomplish and then a number of personal goals. Um, but I've realized that I've done, I've been too diverse in my goal orientation and I'm going to try in 2016, I'm going to try an incredibly focused approach on one or maybe two goals. And, um, my, I've decided that my focus for 2016 is going to be networking. And in terms of my career, I'm just going to concentrate only on networking. And I'm just going to see just kind of as a self experiment, like where that takes me. And I'll document it, uh, pretty heavily, you know, writing down like people's names and what's working, what's not working. And, planning events ahead of time, like looking at events I want to go to. And I'm really like not very good at it right now. And so that's why I want to work on it. So that was a long explanation. I think I've had too much caffeine. Um, <laughs> I think it's all good. And, and it's different for me because I'm a director. So I don't go to the all the events, you know, and, and things like that. But I can see as an actor, it would be because the more people you, it's always better to meet in person. Like if someone says, you know, let's have a phone call. Um, you know, and, and I'm, and I have an opportunity to fly there and meet them. I'm totally down if I think it's worth meeting these people in person to drop 500 on a plane ticket and get an Airbnb and just be there for one or two days and set up like three or four meetings, you know, and right. while you're, while you're there or, you know, on the back end of a project, you know, maybe you can go out to dinner with someone that you've been, you know, talking to, you know, through email for a while and, you know, and also like that MailChimp thing, it, it does analytics for you. So you can see like who's viewing your, your MailChimp email, uh, and how many times they did. And, and, you know, you can see what links were clicked on and, and things like that. So it's, it's super handy, but I, I personally don't go to a, like a lot of the events. I'll go to, you know, I have friends in, in Minneapolis that are directors and, you know, we, we meet for coffee or beers or, or whatever, you know, or if they're having a, Christmas holiday party at their at their shop, you know, I'll stop by there just because they're friends, but it's not really networking, I guess. So what what kind of importance do you put on on networking? I mean, do you see it as being? I mean, yeah, like like my Excel Energy commercials that I did. I think we did two or three of those. Um, like, but the the reason why I got those is because I made this film called Legends of the Isles and the head of the production company is in Colorado and he is like a, a referee part-time for like the NHL or maybe farm leagues or something. 
so he 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 saw my Legends of the Isles and he's like, hey man, I, I love that film. Next time I have a shoot, you know, would you be open to directing it? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. So, you know, Excel Energy commercials are Excel Energy is a big energy company in Minnesota and also in Colorado. Uh, so he actually ended up coming here. We shot him here. You know, those are still running on TV. So, you know, through networking, through making stuff, I think is the best way. And I think it's super important to always be making stuff next to your paid commercial jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I also think that um, there's a term, I don't know if this goes around the directing community, but it goes around the acting community a lot, which is work begets work. And so the more work you do, the more work you get. Like, for instance, I was on the last two days, I was on a commercial shoot here in Chicago. It was, uh, it was hands. Like, I do, I do hand modeling, but I also do hand acting. I guess you, I mean, it's hand modeling, but it's on, it's on camera. But yeah. it's, uh, there's actually like some, there's some, uh, there's a lot of skills that people wouldn't think of that you have to learn that I learned from just doing it. And I do a ton of these things. My hands are in like a bunch of commercials. So, um, um, isn't that funny? It's kind of a weird thing. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, over the past couple of days, I was working with, you know, it was like a huge, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. So I'll just say it's a, a, a really big company and it was a huge shoot. Uh, they shot 10 spots. And uh, I mean, I went into that thinking like, number one, I'm going to like actively try to remember everyone's name. I mean, that's a big thing. And we've, I've talked about this with one of the other coaches on uh one of the other podcast podcast episodes. Let me try English again there. And um, it's huge. But like, like I went in there and, 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 you know, I'm meeting like the director and it was through Leo Burnett. And I'm, I meet like all these people, all these creatives at Leo Burnett. And I'm like, I'm a, you know, I'm amiable and friendly and, and everything. And um, when I left, uh, the director was like, she was like, great job. Next time we are definitely going to use your face. And that happens on almost every job. And that's like one of the reasons why when I was in Minnesota and no one knew who I was when I first started and I I didn't have a reputation or anything, I just took every job. It didn't matter if they paid me 20 bucks and it was like a five hour day. I would do it because I knew that it was going to pay off in the end with just the amount of people I was going to meet and also gaining the reputation of somebody who's just like, easy to work with and whatever, you know, and that worked. I mean, that worked so well. It worked so well in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, the the more people you can meet and, you know, network while doing that, the better. But I think also what getting back to like what you were saying about work begets work, I think you said, um, you know, that's, that's completely true because you can always, not only that, you always like learn something new every time you shoot Mm-hmm. You know, and and you can learn to how to handle certain situations or, you know, different techniques or different camera cameras or you know, there's just so much to that too. That you know, when I first started out, I was I was working full time at Target headquarters uh, in the creative area. You know, I started out in retouching there and then moved into art direction. And you know, I would just on the weekends make documentaries and. And those documentaries started to win awards and those, you know, so for about two years, I just made work and didn't get paid a dime, you know, and I made it all in my free time 
you know, on the weekends or at night away from Target. So, you know, without having work, you just, you can only talk about what you can do, but you got to show what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's move on, go back to the top here. And, uh, I want to ask you how you view learning art or, or the learning of art and just kind of like take that any way you want it. Um, do you mean like the style of the filmmaking that I do, or are you talking like paint, you know, like my painting work or, or like going back to college days and like learning, you know, at art school or which way did you, I guess I'm talking about, um, any and all of those, but, uh, you seem to be driven by like the desire to create art more than anything else. I don't think yeah, you're probably I, driven by like the, the financial success that comes with it nearly as much as by the, the actual just creation of art. Well, first of all, thank you. That's super kind of you. And I, you know, it was great working with you, like I mentioned, and I can tell that you're, you're also someone that definitely likes to go out and just always be creating things, you know, because that's the only way to learn, you know, all these different things that are, that are possible. You know, it's like, I, you know, I went out to San Francisco when I was 19 with just like a bag of clothes in a hotel room for a night, not having a clue what I was going to do except for, you know, hopefully get into art school. So, you know, it's, I think you just either like something and you just got, that's like what you got to do or you're kind of half in it. So, you know, I, I think the reason why I always make like these, these short films on the side or I'm always writing short films that I hope to get produced in the features, you know, at some point down the, down the road is there's just a certain love for what you do and you can't imagine doing anything else. And once you work, you know, corporate America for 10 years and you all of a sudden have this opportunity to, to make commercials for a living, you're, you just feel like the luckiest guy ever. So you just want to keep it going. And the only way to keep it going is, you know, I'm my own boss. You know, it's, there's no one really out there selling for me or anything like that. So you just, you got to, you got to figure out a way to just kind of keep the ball, the snowball getting bigger, I guess you would say. But mm-hmm. as far as like, the style, you know, it's like collaborating with really good cinematographers helps your style. So you, you know, a lot of times I just research what's out there and who's shooting it and listen to their podcasts or listen to or watch their Twitter feed and see what they're, they're into at the time, you know, or before you decide to make a project, you guys really have a honed in view of what you're, what you're using. Like I just watched a short film the other day and this guy, this film is like, I think it's like 50 minutes long, but it's um, the documentary made down in Florida, and it just kind of follows people that live in Florida. Like, you know, they're kind of kind of on hard times, but they use an 18 millimeter lens for that whole film, and it was the purpose was so they could get up close to the people, you know, mm-hmm. and be kind of close to them because there were people that have obviously never been on TV before. So it's it's really just about finding like. Uh, you know, a good friend, Eric Schleicher, was the one who, who clued me onto that that film. And you know, he's a he just like for my style, I really gotta have a good treatment written, and so everybody's on the same page and knows exactly what we're doing. Everything from propping to, you know, what I'd like the music to sound like, and and all the different camera moves. If they're if it's just on tripods, or if it's um, on dollies, or if it's handheld, or if it's 
you know, on a, on a tripod that has a soccer ball on it. So it, it looks a little handheld, but yet it's still pretty smooth. You know, there's just so many different techniques to kind of create the, the look that you want to go for. And, so, and then when it, when it comes into like working with talent, you know, it's, it's really up to me and how I want that, you know, from casting to if it's real people to uh, kids, you know, you have a different way to work with everybody. Part of my style also is just being part of the world and like going out and putting yourself in areas that might be uncomfortable to meet, you know, interesting characters. That yeah. Develop, develop your style, which then leads into commercial work, which like for the BMW spots, I was uh, awarded those. I think I'm not sure exactly for all the reasons, but you know, I was up, I competed against five other directors, but you know, for that, I, I really brought in like the, like the first scene of the rocket, uh, BMW, uh, rocket ship one, you know, yeah. it's like this, you feel like, cause the camera is coming down to the boy is laying in bed, looking up towards the camera and the camera comes down with like towards the boy and does this twist kind of like you're almost in space, you know, as you're coming yeah. in. So it really puts you in that kind of vibe throughout the rest of the commercial. Cause it's all about, um, space and exploration and the BMW, I ate of like a spaceship. So that's kind of what they were doing. But I was like, we got to have these kids do voiceover too. We got to write a voiceover. So, you know, I collaborated with the agency and wrote, wrote the voiceover for the spots, you know, and then we, we shot the spots and we, you know, we would be in classrooms with these kids and, you know, I just pull them into a different classroom and we do the voiceover right there. I would coach them through it with how to, you know, I would read it, you know, I would read it just saying, Hey, listen to me. This is how I think you should try to read it if you can. So, I would read it, then they would read it, and we would just kind of work back and forth until we got it. We would do the voiceover for the commercial in like a half hour, just right on location. Yeah, those spots are awesome. I love those spots. Thanks, Sam. So I should I should mention that um, that question wasn't solely my idea. That was uh, a question from a listener named Annalise Stanley John, who said, how do you decide what emotions to evoke from an audience when creating a commercial? So I think you pretty much answered that question. Well, I don't know if I did. I think, I think to be more, you know, I guess more direct, uh, you know, a lot of the emotion that I'm trying to get is brought to me by the agency. You know, mm-hmm. they've been, they've been cooking up this baby for, for a while. So I, I don't go in completely 180 by any, any means, but, you know, whether it's happy or sad or, you know, uplifting or, or, you know, funny, whatever the emotion is that they're looking for, they're coming to me with that emotion kind of already thought up, but you know, every director usually wins a job because they plus the idea. They give mm-hmm. an extension of idea, like options. Like, have you thought about doing this? You know, kind of like I did with the voiceover for BMW or, or, you know, like the Academy sports stuff was all real kids that have never been actors before. So they, they came to me because they saw the range and all the people that I've worked with that are real people, everything from, drag queens to uh, hockey players to demolition derby drivers to uh, the hell's angels to you know they they just saw this range of of characters they thought they usually feel like i can work with all types of people whether it be actors or real people whether they're young or old or male or female do you prefer working with actors or with real people more um i you know like i just did seven commercials for Prina Dog Chow. 
Uh, one of them's on TV now. It just started airing last weekend, and it's that one is a, a real person that works at their plant, and it's cool. You know, it's like I really love the the like the commercial work where it's storyboarded. We've been working on it back and forth for 20 days with the agency and the production company and myself and the storyboard artists and you know, you're just there to, you've been through casting and you've got all your props picked out with the art director, you've got the locations done and, you know, you're just there to execute on, on the shoot day then. Um, but it's really interesting to meet a drag queen performer and go, what, what is his, her story, you know, and, and just ask if, you know, Hey, here's my card. Take a look at my work. I'm not, I wouldn't do this story just for shock factor. I'm really interested in telling your story. And, by the end of shooting it, you know, they, they're just so happy and you get letters in the mail from them and their families. And, you know, you, I still get text messages from every, just about every shoot that I've been part of, you know, from those real people, because you have a real chance to impact their lives in a, in a good way. To find out more about Tony and to see his work, go to TonyFranklinDirector.com. If you like this podcast, please go to iTunes and give me a rating or review. I'm Lee Foster, and thanks for listening.